0: Good morning, good morning, my brothers and sisters. This is August the 19th. It is 2020, and this is the 159th day of the virus, and we are in a challenging passage in John chapter 6. In fact, they even say it right off the bat. This is John chapter 6, verse 60. But when many of the disciples heard it, that is, that you have to eat and feed on Jesus and drink his blood believe in him they said this is a hard saying who can listen to it but Jesus knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this said to them do you take offense at this well yes yes I do the gospel is offensive it's offensive that I'm a sinner it's offensive that I'm not in charge It's offensive that I'm amongst a people who are penalty worthy. It's offensive that I'm penalty worthy. Uh, It's offensive that I lean towards activity and the rules are different that you have to lean towards belief. It's offensive that I can't save myself and that it requires a substitution of a savior with a horrible death in front of them. it's offensive that there are spiritual concepts that I don't quite get my arms all the way around maybe like election and choice which is what we're gonna talk about today so let's go on do you take offense at this yes I do then what if you were to see the son of man ascending to where he was before it is the spirit who gives life the flesh is no help at all the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life But there are some among you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. So he knows. 65, and he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father, unless it's given, donated, bestowed, and paid by the Father. And remember back up in verse 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him Or haul him or drag him so verse 66 many of the disciples turned back and no longer walked with him and my question is where did they go to who to what to where to the to the old way well I mean what's the all you know what's the alternative Verse 67 is Jesus asks him that question. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? To to what? To who? Who's got the wisdom of the Lord? Lord. Peter says then, Lord, to whom shall we go? What's the alternative to you? You're the best thing. You created the world. You created oxygen that keeps me alive right now. You you create the electricity for my heartbeat right now. You invented life. You made creation. You made babies. You made marriage. You put in place authorities and organizations and systems so that we can live. You made right and wrong. You made right judgment. You endure right now rebellion amongst the heavenly places and and, and angels and, and men and women. Uh, you made this election and you made choice. You made a way. You have the words of eternal life. So Peter runs through his little computer there. To whom shall we go? And then he says, you have the words of eternal life. This is a one-way street that he says. And then a statement of faith here. I love this. And we have believed and have come to know, experience that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answers him, Did I not choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is the devil, and he spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. For he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So here's my thought for today, is that we see an assessment, that's what the whole first nine verses are about. Where else am I going to go? To what? To whom? To where? To what way? And we see peter here at a decision point and he puts a stake in the ground and he says lord i'm gonna put my stake in the ground next to you because you have the words of eternal life and as he puts his stake in the ground that's what we call belief and faith that's what's in the context of the passage eating the bread uh, of life eating jesus drinking his blood we learned a, a different word for it in uh, 640, where everyone who looks on the sun talked about that a couple of days ago. <clears throat> so we see Peter putting his stake in the ground, but that's not the coolest part of the story. The coolest part of the story is where Jesus says, Oh, by the way, I put my stake in the ground next to you, my big, huge and stake in the ground. Just let's take a drink from Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Blessed be the God of our Father, Lord, and blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love he predestined us for adoption as sons through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will so we see peter here saying with this little teeny stake, say lord i vote for you i'm gonna put my stake in the ground for you and then he looks up and he sees the lord of the universe the creator of the entire world and galaxies and he looks up and he says Oh by the way Peter I put my stake in the ground next to you so for the believer for us we find security we find resources we find his wisdom we find his presence we find his preservation of us yes lord I do believe I put my stake in my stake in the ground next to you and then I look up and I find this much bigger, infinite stake that you have chosen me. You have elected me. You've given me security and you're going to keep me. Lord, I love your bigger stake today. Amen.